Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the 2018 That Sounds Fun Christmas Party. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. Uh, the music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. Dave Barnes, and one of his two Christmas albums, A December to Remember. I love it. So make sure you grab that this week. Maybe that can stuff some stockings. Um, speaking of stockings, but not speaking of Dave necessarily, you guys, the Santa episode. I know. You love it. I love it. He was the best. What a gift to get to have Santa Claus. Make sure you share that episode with some of your friends because it seems that everybody is just having a great time listening to a podcast that is just fun and will just make you laugh. So I hope you will um, share that with some of your people. Last week, we also had the Hallmark Christmas episode and we talked about that on Saturday night, two days from today, on December 22nd, we are all going to watch Jingle Around the Clock, which is a new Hallmark movie that premieres on Saturday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. So we're going to watch that together. Some girls are coming over to my house. Some of you guys are getting together with your friends. I've got my Shop Forward Hallmark watch and sweatshirt. It's going to be the best. And also last weekend, I got to go to one of my favorite, probably my very favorite Christmas party every year. My friend Nicole Gallion, who is an award-winning singer-songwriter, throws the most fun, low-stress Christmas party for a bunch of our girlfriends. It is just the best. And so I just asked her, will you just come in and help me think through like, throwing a party for my girlfriends before we watch this Hallmark Christmas movie. And we also just get to talk about a lot of fun stuff as it always goes. I think you're going to enjoy, including that Nicole is nominated for a Grammy this year, which is so fun. We're going to have the best time cheering for her in February. So here is my conversation with incredibly good party thrower, incredibly good songwriter, and incredibly good friend, Nicole Gallion. Nicole, thanks for doing this today. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm, yeah, you're gonna have to be. I don't hear you at all. For okay. Some Hello. Yes, there you go. Can you hear yourself in your head? <sighs> yeah, I can hear myself breathe now. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> so I know I'm alive. That's right. Yes. I mean, because you've had an insane week. I have. It's been a very festive time. But to be fair, following you on social media and being your real life friend, I mean, you do have a very busy schedule. I think that I do the best when I'm like on the verge of like a little too much. Yeah, really? That's like when you're your best you? No, really, I am. <laughs> I have a three-year-old son and I the way that his teacher talks about him at a parent-teacher conference about how he needs so much stimulation. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I think I just learned who I am. Yeah. Because that's really the way my brain is. I'm yeah. a softer, better person when I get out a lot of activity and yeah. then I... Okay, because one of the things I'd love for you to talk about that is very uh, relevant in my life is when I get stressed, one of the first things that goes is exercise. And that when you get busy, you still always make time to exercise. Yeah, I do. I think um, I think I need to feel good and mm-hmm. I need to um, – I think I just need to take care of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, which has never – it's such a theme in culture right now is like self-care with yeah, women. And yeah. it's so funny. I've never had a hard time taking care of myself okay. in that way. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's even an extension of love for the people around me because mm. I – if I don't like get in a workout or sweat or I'm like just – I'm just a little rougher around the edges I think. Like okay. even at home like I'm yeah. a little like on edge with Rodney or with my kids. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Okay. I'm, that's like one of my real goals. I mean, I like, there's a couple, I love doing, I go, we go to Interlight. I love doing Interlight yoga. I love walking at Radnor. I like BFAB. I have all these different things I like, but none of them have I like, no matter what, I don't miss. 
Hmm. And so the, one of my goals next year is like, what's, what do I love? But also my personality type likes to switch up exercise too. So yeah, I'm okay with are, that. Are you a seven? Yeah, I'm That's such right. a seven. Yeah. Total seven. Ryan, what you are? I'm an eight. So it's like, what is the absolute hardest, most impossible workout on planet Earth? That is what you do. I do. Rachel DeVries does that to you. Well, now I'm doing um, Legree Pilates on the Megaformer. I see that on your Insta story. So I go to Studio Novo. Shout out. Give me a free class, please. That's right. (laughs) Help me out. It's not cheap. (laughs) But you love it. Um, It actually is the first thing that I've really been this obsessed with. I've always worked out. I've always done, you know, I've had different chapters through yeah. my adulthood of yeah. like, I'm, I love running. I love yeah. hit training. Yeah. But nothing have I ever been so extremely in tune with as this. Why? What do you think it is? I think it's because it's something that is like, for me, it's like, put. I feel really alive when I push hard. Mm-hmm. But this really makes me slow down. Oh, it's sure. a really, really intense hard workout that makes me slow down to hold like my nature when something gets hard is to go faster at it yeah like if i want to like oh i'm so i'm so tired this is we have to do this many sprints i'll just sprint them faster to get it over with yep this is something that really makes me like just be in it yeah i can't rush through it and you actually get more out of it the slower that you go it's kind of like pure bar yeah anyway not to get off is it in green hills there's one in uh cool springs and then one in uh kind of bell bean oh okay yeah um so my mom texted me yesterday and she says they just sang a nicole galleon song on the voice and blake said she used to be on the show so let's back up and tell people a little bit i want you to talk about throwing a party because that's what you're an expert at as well but your your day job is a award-winning songwriter well, most days I'm just a songwriter. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally I'm an award-winning songwriter. Um, and you were also yes. on The Voice. You were a contestant. I was. Many. The shortest version of the story is that many years into, about eight or nine years into living in Nashville and writing songs, and I'd had a publishing deal for many years. Yeah. Nothing was really happening for me as a writer. And so I thought maybe I should just be an artist myself, even yeah. though that wasn't what I really, my real passion was. But I was like, maybe if I make a record... Um, I can at least be a vehicle for my all, all these songs that I'm writing yeah, that I really yeah. believe in. And so one thing led to another, and pretty soon I was on The Voice. And um, it was really, really kind of a, it's very telling about my personality because I would, I would tell you that singing publicly, like live performance is like, it's the thing I have the least amount of confidence in. Yeah. And so I think I was like, okay, I'm going to just go do that and find out yeah. if I can do it. And turns out I made it but I, I yeah. wasn't on the show for long I was on um, Team Adam you know a couple episodes a few minutes but really it was like the butterfly effect in really my songwriting because a lot of well for we don't have enough time to talk about all of it but truly the shortest version is when I came back to Nashville everything clicked for me as a songwriter which you know I kind of went all the way around the world to come right back right. to where, where I really wanted to always be which was just writing songs yeah I didn't want to be a performer and I'm, right. and I'm really not and I think that I wouldn't have figured that out as clearly or as yeah I just wouldn't have had the, as much clarity about it had I not put myself out there and right. done that so it was really cool last night to have them not only just do the song. I mean, they now I've been really lucky to have like contestants sing songs that I've written, like Love yeah. Triangle or, yeah. or whatever. And when they try out on the show, and that's always special to me. I'm a nerd about yeah, that. I'm like, gosh, oh. I love it. I love one on Instagram when the first time you hear one of your songs on the radio. Yeah, I'm like, this doesn't. She is teaching me how to never grow tired of how lucky we are when something goes well. Mm-hmm. 
And so I, I love that. So every, every time you yeah. see a song like that, I imagine it's still that feeling. Yeah, but it, but most of it's really kind of like the inside thing for me because no one else in the world really knows is putting yeah. it together. They're yeah. just singing a girl sing a song. But last night, they Blake actually said this was written by you know, someone that was on the show and said my name. And so that was like, that was really cool. Yeah. Cause now, I mean, y'all were, you and Blake were already friends when you got on the show, right? No, no, you didn't know each other. Then. No, we really became, um, you know, friends through, through the show. Oh, okay. I wasn't on his team, but I yeah. was, um, I became real invested, um, behind the scenes with Raylan who was yeah. on his team. Yeah. And through that really sparked the dominoes started falling of, my relationship with him and my relationship with Miranda, which yeah. then changed my life because we wrote Automatic and the rest yeah. is history. And Automatic's your first award-winning song? The first one yeah. you got a trophy for? Yeah. ACM? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many, I, I'm going to make you brag on yourself only because I, you've won ACMs. I've won ACM Song of the Year. Um, CMT Awards? Um, songs I've written have won yes. CMA and right. CMT, right. Um, but we aren't technically awarded as songwriters unless it's up for Got like we it. like a song I wrote, We Were Us, one vocal event of the year at the yes. CMAs. Yes. Um, that was Keith Urban. And they don't hand you a but award, we, but you're like, no, but, but I like, wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and is this, this year you're nominated for a Grammy. I am. Is it your first time being nominated? It's my second, second time. Yeah. We were nominated for Automatic about five years ago. Okay. I think four or five years yeah. ago. Um, and so. And which song it, is it this year? It's Tequila. Which is. I love all the stuff you write, but that song, I mean, I told you a year ago how special I thought that song you did. was. I love it. Thank you. It feels so good. We had no idea. Really? You just didn't No, I mean, know. we knew we liked it, but you just don't yeah. know. There's you a and lot Jordan, of things. is that who wrote it? You Jordan, Jordan Reynolds, Reynolds yeah. and Dan Smyers from okay. Dan and Jay. Yeah. Yeah. So because you're nominated, you get to go. We get to go to LA in February. The last time... Um, the last I say I should say the only other time <laughs> the last time flipping the last time I was nominated for a Grammy <laughs> flips her hair back behind her ear. Um, the only other time that we were nominated, both Rodney, my husband, and I were nominated for Song of the Year against each other. Yeah, and it was our baby moon because I was pregnant. I was with so, Charlie. No, with our son. Ford. Okay, so I guess it was probably four years ago. Oh my god! And so this time I'll be just very different. So you just yeah. get to go and not be pregnant and just enjoy. Yes. I just, yeah. I remember we ended up at like a CVS. We had an Uber <laughs> take us to a CVS at like midnight because my feet. I had taken my shoes off during the show because yeah. my feet hurt so bad. Yeah. But my feet had swollen so much that I couldn't get my shoes back on. Oh, Nick. So I was literally walking around Staples Center in LA barefoot in this oh, long gown. Gosh. I felt yeah. But you know what? I think. I think it was worth the memory. Yeah, that's right. So for people who are listening, they can look up all your songs you've written as Nicole Galleon and then your husband is Rodney Clawson. Yes. How many number ones do you have? I have five. Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable, Nicole. Yeah. I mean, five number one songs. And Tequila, which is like a monster hit. I mean, one of our mutual friends was telling me the other day that Dan and Shay have these other songs after Tequila and and everybody is like, but tequila. They're like. so well, it's now going, it's now crossed over onto top 40 radio, which is a first time for me as a songwriter. Wait, get, so what's that call like when they call and go, Hey, this song's going to go over. Well, it's more of kind of like, we're going to see what happens. We think that it's going, they're going to play it, but yeah. we don't really know. And, and I, it's even hard for me to really gauge what it's doing at top 40 because yeah. I don't understand that, that part of our, that market that yeah. well, but it is, um, it's really cool to have people that don't listen to country music be able to 
have a somewhat of an understanding of what it is I'm a part of, yeah. you know, and yeah. they're like, what, are, you know, if you have a friend from LA or somewhere that doesn't have any country music knowledge, yeah. it's cool now to have a friend go, well, she wrote that tequila song. And they're like, oh, I do know that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You grew up in Kansas. Mm -hmm. And so did you always want to write songs? I mean, I know you played piano and sang as a kid. Did you always, which by the way, I know you said a minute ago that performing isn't your best thing, but you sing so beautifully, Nicole. Thank you. I actually didn't sing growing up. Really? Um, Just piano? I, yeah, I was hardcore into classical piano as yeah. much as you could be yeah. in a farm town in the middle of Kansas. <laughs> we drove around. I did every little piano competition that you could possibly do, but oh I gosh. was always, I was always doing that. And then I was also writing in I was writing more than I think I understood I was writing. It mm. just felt normal to me. Not writing songs. I wrote everything but songs. I, you know, I was the girl like in third grade where it's like, okay, write, write one paragraph about yeah. the, you know, something you did this summer. And I'd be like, and here's 12 pages. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Um, but then that just progressed. As I got older, I was the yearbook editor. I did all the copy. Yeah. For the year. I worked for our hometown newspaper in the summers and would go to the city commission meetings and write the copy oh and gosh. take the photo um, of the meeting and stuff. And then um, and then I would start blogging. And I, I just yeah. couldn't not write. And I didn't realize what a common theme that was. But it wasn't until I got to Nashville, which it, I didn't move here to do music. I wanted to be in the music business behind the scenes as a manager or an oh, agent okay. or something like that. Because um, that's more how my – as much as I am a creative, yeah. my brain is very like I have two sides to yeah, it, you're as very we all do. And, yeah. But I got here and was like, oh, songwriting, mm -hmm. huh? That's a thing. Yeah. Let me try that. Yeah. Um, and so it was truly just it was this funny joke that God played of like I'm gonna make you think. I'm gonna give you this this curiosity to go be behind the scenes of the music business to then figure out. And and now it's it's cool to look back and go. I was always the girl, like I was a church pianist in college. Yeah. I mean, in high school, excuse me. And like I was on staff and everything. Like I would get out of, I would get out of um, school, like in the middle of the week if there was a funeral, like around. Oh, right, because you had random, to go. And I would, yeah. I would like be in the middle of like you know PE or something, and then I'd run <laughs> out to my used minivan that I was driving at the time, and I'd have a black dress hanging in the back, and I'd you know jump down to the church, play for a funeral for someone I'd never met, and then yeah. I'd go back to volleyball practice. Yeah. What does she think about you today? Mm, I think she's just, I mean, I'm still her. Like, in, in, right. I mean, that that's Same. why I have never lost. It's never gone, gotten, gone past me, that, like, what it is to hear a song on the radio or mm -hmm. just to be in the room with some of the people that I get to be in the room with sometimes. I just look right. around and I'm like, what in the world? But um, because I am, I'm still like the girl that plays piano for the other girls singing in church yeah. but that's now what I'm doing you know so there's yeah. so many direct parallels between that girl and now that it's it really helps me remember her yeah God but God did that from the beginning so that's easily crazy. do you think yeah. you'll write a book I would love to write I, I feel like I feel like there's just I've, I feel like there's a book in me but there's a part of me that, that the best I can articulate this right now is I feel like more of my story has to be written in life before mm. I write my book. Mm. Okay. Because I don't know that I'm going to be a write 10 books. Sure, sure, sure. Because I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I just feel like I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. Okay. As to what, what that is. Because you, your storytelling is so extraordinary. I mean, that's what Thank people you. love about your Insta story. That's what's <laughs> great about so many of your songs 
is you are telling you're just an incredibly good storyteller. Thank you. So yes, please write a book at some point. I'll All just right. remind you of this for the next thirty years of our friendship. You'll like, you'll regret that you said that because I'll be calling you because no. I'm calling any friend <laughs> that starts and completes a book and it's great. I'll be like, how did you? How did you not quit? How yes, did you do? We will this? do that. We will do that. Um, so and I I said to you before. I think this is the first time we've ever had a guest on that will then be nominated for a Grammy like in three months, two months, right? It's the first weekend of February. Is that right? Yeah. So two less than two months. Yeah. So we will like, we're going to lose our minds on the internet. <laughs> it's just going to be like, our friend is nominated yeah. for a Grammy. Yeah. Have you picked out your dress yet? No, I haven't. I, um, I think it feels because it's December. I still am telling myself, oh my gosh, no, right? the Grammys are next year. So yeah, I'm that's not right. <laughs> but it, it'll, it'll sneak up on me. I, I feel like I find all my dresses like in the 11th hour. Yeah. Where do you look? Online. Yeah. And I call our good friend Cassie Kelly. Yeah, listen. Mel- who has like excellent taste. Yep. And I just go, okay, tell me. Yeah, tell that's me, right. Tell me what to do. Tell me what I don't know. <laughs> tell me what to <laughs> do. Right. I just don't have, I. that's just not my gifting is like picking out clothes. Yeah. Which is so funny because you're so stylish, but I guess you just know the right phone calls to make. I don't know that I'm stylish. I think I just <laughs> probably just buy a lot of stuff and hope that something works. Yeah. Um, can we talk for a second about onsite? Yes. Do you want to talk about it? Okay. Yes. Um, because when I walked in the door of onsite, scared as I've ever been in my life, I look straight ahead and you're sitting there because you were at the same week I was at a year ago. Yeah. It was a huge gift. I think you were more disturbed that people you knew, like not disturbed. I yeah. feel like you were more like, oh, I thought I'd be anonymous and no one here would know me. And no. then there's like five of us that all knew each other. No, honestly, um, you know, and we had a couple other people there that we knew. And yeah. when I saw everyone... When I saw those people, I felt like it. God was just really going. See, you're supposed to be here. This is not yeah. an accident. Yeah. And you know, if you are someone that goes to onsite and you see no one, you know that's not God's way of saying go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> Promise right. me, you yeah. get out there. Don't ever leave. Don't leave. You won't want to leave. Yeah, it's, that's right. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm getting really nostalgic. I don't know if you're feeling that yes. way. Yes. A coming, year out. Yes. Coming up on a year. I feel it. I've been kind of weepy. Yeah, have lately. you? Yeah, and I think that it's maybe because of that. I just feel like this sense of completion. Like I just lived because I and you know I'm sure we talked about this and you've said this too. Like there's life before you go there yeah. and then life after. And I just feel like I've lived. It's almost like my first birthday. Yeah, as like the new. Yeah. Still like it's not the new me, but it's like the old me's back or something. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, someone asked me. What was the defining moment of your 2018? And I was like, on site. Oh, I know. Do you feel that same way? Do you feel like it was that impactful? I mean, I feel like it is with our watching our lives because we talk about real stuff in our yeah. lives. It feels like it has been. It almost feels too big for me to say that it was like for a year, the biggest yeah. thing for a year. It's yeah. like this is going to be a, out of a handful of monumental things that I've done yes. in my life. It's going to be in that handful yes. in however many years I get on the that's earth. Right. That's right. So it almost felt like, right. gosh, I don't even know if I can put it in the best of 2018. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just start. Yeah, that's how I should say it. Starting in 2018. Yeah. The biggest. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is there one thing you can see different in you from before you went mm-hmm. to onsite to after that is stuck with you? So many, but now I'm, I need to just like close my eyes and see like what jumps out mm-hmm. as like the biggest one. It's kind of vague. But if you've gone, you understand. Just like honoring my feelings yeah. is a big thing. And um, I learned that I'm an over-responsibility taker. Yeah. And so it's been really fun in really subtle ways to, you know, not say sorry for things I'm not sorry for. Yeah. Or to not try to meet somebody 90-10 all the time. And just yeah. to see what happens in those relationships. I've seen a lot of, 
see, I've had a lot of beautiful moments where maybe I'm like, you know what, that's not on me. Mm-hmm. And and I sit in the uncomfortable silence of what's going to happen if I don't go all the way yeah. and meet you 9010. Yeah. And I've seen, I've had some really beautiful moments where I've been surprised where people come to me more yeah. and it's really feeling a lot more like surrender in oh, relationships and yeah. less of me trying to just probably out of codependency, make sure that we're always good. Mm. I can make sure we're always good. I'll do all the work. And um, and I think now I've kind of learned where that comes from and that it's not always healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's been amazing to me to watch our group of friends who've been, and, and it also, it's not like you join a secret club because people talk about it, but but you walk you walk into a room and you go, hey, here's something I know we can talk about. Because we've mm-hmm. been on site, and yeah. like, you know, like you walk in and you're like, I know we're connected. Mm-hmm. There's a couple people at your party this weekend that I was like, we can say real things, even though we haven't seen each other in a while, because we both speak on site yeah. as well, and we both speak that language of story and self care and healing, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm really thankful. Yeah, I've been thinking about what I'm gonna write uh, in January when it's been a year, and I'm like, gosh, I, I just. I can't imagine that we're that last year at this time I was like I mean I was at your party and we didn't know we were both going three weeks later. That's so crazy. Right? Well, I didn't know yet because I got it as a Christmas gift. <gasps> That's right. So I didn't know I, I was going. You didn't even like, know you were going. Yeah, I didn't know until like a week before that I was going. Yeah. That's you know right. one thing that's crazy because we just talked about tequila and I, this just jogged my memory. But um, one thing I will never forget about that song because to this has been to the to date it's been the mm-hmm. the biggest song of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, at onsite, um, as I, I don't, I don't know how much you've talked about it on the podcast, but yeah. um, you know, you're in, you're we had we had miles on. You're so. secluded, like there's no yeah. phone, there's no, yeah. con- you know, no talking to the outside world, and so when you get your phone back after like six days, you go to your car, and it's this very weird feeling, yeah. uh, you know, of like turning your phone back on, and it just so happened that tequila was released the day, yeah, that I got out of onsite. So I had like I will never forget that like my re. As a my, single, it was released as a single. Really, that day? yeah. Oh wow! Like, like I, it had no one had ever heard it, and yeah. so like I opened my phone, and there were so many, te- you know, hundreds of texts, mm-hmm. but and so many of them were just all about that song. Yeah. And then I think about how um, this is going to sound like a stretch to a lot of people, but it's like the third time in my life that at, I can draw a connection between doing something really, really, really brave on a relationship front. Mm-hmm the day that a song came out yeah, and the song, like I had, I can't really tell the story, but something Mm -hmm. really, really, really monumental happened the day that we wrote automatic. Really? Yeah. And it was, it was basically a call for me to go do something really brave. Yeah. Um, and by brave, I mean like vulnerable, go, go sit down with someone and have a really, really hard conversation with them, which onsite is like that times a million. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, so yeah, I, I I keep now I have these bookmarks mm-hmm. of examples so that whenever I have a feeling of like this is scary and you need to confront this within yourself or w- with another person or there's something that I feel like I want to go sit with this person we need to yeah. like connect. Yeah, I'm always going like remember that because yeah. it's and I know that's so crazy to even draw that to tequila, but for me it feels real and I can't even articulate it yeah. without sounding like a crazy person. No, 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 I believe you. But anyway, I turned, I opened my phone and all I could think, all I could see was like all these people freaking out about tequila. So I yeah. think as the year's ending and like coming up onto that one year and going, wow, look at what that song has done this year. Yeah. And now a year later, we're going to the Grammys. Yeah. 
It's, Gosh, that makes me want to cry. That is so real. Yeah, it's it felt really real to me. Oh my gosh. I know it sounds weird to say a, about a song, especially called Tequila. You know? <laughs> no, because it's not really a song about tequila, right? No. I mean, yeah, people should need to go listen to it. It's beautiful. I haven't written a book since I got back from on-site. I've edited. I edited Remember God. But I, I know in my journey of doing therapy and counseling how my writing has changed. Mm. Um, have, have your songs you've written this year been different? I don't know that the songs have been different, but I know that um, I'm getting to the same place from a different angle. Mm, yeah. Like um, when I walk in, I, I really, my motive mm-hmm. is to really think about what would make that little, that little Nicole yeah. that's like five years old happy. Yeah. Like what yeah. would she want to do? I mean, one of the first things I, I so identify with someone like, I'm not a singer and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm more of a serious personality. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty mm-hmm. intense. Mm-hmm. But when I think back to little Nicole, yeah. that element of play really has come into play yeah. when I walk into write. Like I have a, a picture of myself up on my dad, like up on the um, visor in yeah. my car now. And I look at her every morning before I go to a write and I just go like, be her when you go in there. And yep. that's made me, um, it's made me so much more free and it's kept me inspired. And I feel like the song's, that I'm getting to the same place. Yeah. You know, like what but are I'm, any of them out yet? Do we have, are there any songs out that you wrote this year that we would know? Coming out next year. Yeah, that's what I would think. That's the funny thing that people don't know outside of songwriting world is like and the same is true with books like you're getting things far after the experience of when we wrote them. Not yeah. far, but a year after maybe. Yeah. Um I have that, you know, we've showed our pictures to each other before, but I have that same little girl picture of me, a three-year-old Annie. And often what I do versus bring her with me is I go, if she's here and you are protecting her, mm-hmm. or if she's here and and she is here with us, I mean, we're all of our versions of ourselves in us, what does she need you to do and say? And man, mm-hmm. it has made me, my power level has gone up so much because I'm like, great. no, I'm, I am here. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown up and I'm here. And, and I can handle this. So mm-hmm. it's been so special. Who do you want to write with or write for that you haven't gotten to do yet? Is there like a dolly out there that you're like? I've always said the Dixie Chicks. Um, oh, please. <gasps> which they're please. actually making a record right now, but they're only working with people in LA. So I, I just keep saying it. And any, anytime I've asked, like I'm just That's putting, right. those, putting That's right. those words out into the world. That's and, right. Do that. Um, but another one is, um, you know, two others would be John Mayer and Adam Levine. Okay. Um, Adam probably, A, I'm a huge Maroon 5 fan. Yeah. Um, but also just for sentimental purposes of being on The Voice, I think it would be really cool to get to walk in that room as an equal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that, yeah. And then John Mayer's just, um, you know, unicorn freak song. Do you watch his Sunday night Instagram story thing? No. Do you know this, that he does like a live show every Sunday night? It's almost like a talk show. It's brilliant. He is unbelievably brilliant yeah I'm, I'm obsessed have you met him before i've never met him before no and it's probably good that i don't yeah. because i will embarrass <laughs> both of us instantly like i will have no cool that's what like that's the thing about me like i i am like so not cool yeah like when people you're are still like, a fan when you meet when people, people are like oh i just you're just like such a like people you know people like to throw terms around like oh you're such a such a boss or whatever i'm like right. are you freaking kidding me i'm yeah. like the freaking i've got everybody fooled <laughs> i somehow weaseled my way into the middle right. of what i'm the biggest fangirl of in yeah. life is country music yeah. and obviously like more music than just country but i'm just i'm just like 
I mean, I guess if you have to write song of the year to get to CMA tickets, that's what right. I'll have to do <laughs> because I watch them every year that's and I'm, right. I'm going to get there. That's right. Oh my gosh. I love it. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with Nick for a second to tell you about our friends over at Samaritan Ministries. Samaritan Ministries is a growing biblical community of Christians with 70,000 plus households sharing about $27 million in medical needs person to person each month. And while sending monthly financial shares directly to other members' families, these quarter of a million members also pray and send notes and cards of encouragement through this effective, affordable, and God-honoring ministry. For the 23 years of Samaritan's ministry's existence, the monthly financial share has never exceeded $495 for a family of any size. And it's even less for couples and singles. I pay a whole lot less than that. And I'm so happy and grateful to be a part of Samaritan Ministries. So to learn more about how you can be a part of this community of Christians helping each other with healthcare, visit SamaritanMinistries.org. Okay, now back to the party planning with Nicole. So one of the main reasons, even when before we started, I said, this won't be your only episode because we have a real goal today as well, besides people getting to know you. After you win a Grammy, hopefully this year, we'll have you come back and you can tell us about winning a Grammy. Okay. Um, but Or losing a Grammy. Or losing a Grammy. We can talk about that. Equal value. Equal. Both. Either way, you get a dress. That's right. So I've won. I've been nominated for one award in my life as a professional for the Kayla Fan Awards, and I lost. And it was still the such a learning fascinating experience were you surprised at how much you were you got excited to possibly yes. win yeah yeah even if even if it's stacked like there's no way i'm gonna win this you get there and like this thing is like but maybe but I what could. It, but i'm only one of five names yeah i have a chance yeah, yeah. audiobooks can be nominated for grammys and mine is on the next cycle next year cycle <sighs> right so it is one of those things where i'm like huh mm-hmm. how what if what if we could do enough? Well, here's the thing about being nominated. And Craig Wiseman, who was Hall of Fame, huge, legendary songwriter, he mm-hmm. texted me the morning after I was nominated for a Grammy for the first time. And he said, congratulations on changing the first line of your obit. Oh, wow. It's, now it's Grammy nominated. Grammy nominated. Like yeah. it doesn't, he's like, any t- anytime you change a line in, in your obituary. Yeah, that's right. You're doing something right. It's a good day. Yeah, that's you right. You walk in a winner. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, okay, so um, I know where you're going. I'm yeah, going to so keep. Grammy nominated Nicole Gallion also throws the Christmas party <laughs> of the year. Joy to the girl, all the jingle ladies. You do, I mean, I've been three or four times. How many times have you done? How long have you done this? Been was this was five. Okay. And A, all my friends on the internet always love because you put glitter on us and you do all sorts of fun things. But also Saturday night and two nights from now, uh, we're all watching um, Jingle Around the Clock together as a Hallmark. And, and I thought, I would love for Nicole to come tell us how to throw a very easy, fun party for girls. Because mm. we all show up in our pajamas. I mean, it is like, because of what your job is, there are like legitimately country stars at this party and they are wearing pajamas. And they do not care. And people don't even, like, no one postures at your party. You have set up this, like, we're all just friends who we wear pajamas. And so, for starters, why did you start throwing this party? 
I is think, this weird to do an interview about a Christmas party? <laughs> no, this is amazing. I'm so excited to not be talking about, well, and then you play the three chord before the four chord. Right. You know? I don't like, know what any of that I'm means, so but I, I can handle pajamas and glitter. Um, I'm so sick of that me that yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. really excited okay, about great, this me. Great, great, great. Um, yeah, because you're great at throwing parties across the board. Your kids' birthday parties are really fun. Halloween is really fun. I the thing I think the word that that like the bouncing off point in my head that I just keep hearing is casual. Like I'm okay. not very good at form, like being right. formal or right. fancy. Like I just in general. And so when I look at these parties that I, these events that I have complete creative control over, yeah. I've noticed that it's just like, there are details mm-hmm. that are special, mm-hmm. but more than anything, it's just casual. I mean, my, our wedding was that way. We had a huge wedding, but it was like, People still to this day talk about how they were so silly and stupid yeah, at our wedding because yeah. I think there wasn't, I just don't like, I just am always craving real. Yeah. So I think the parties are ways for me to like curate not only a moment, but to an environment where people can be real. And I think I'm probably, there's probably this really inner, this inner thing in me that's like trying to create an opportunity for me to be silly and have yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I was, just because I'm not that way, I'm not very silly. Right. But I get really silly at the Christmas party. Sure, yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I've always loved throwing parties. You should have seen me, like, throwing a prom in high school. It really? Was, that was, you just loved it. I think it checks a lot of boxes for yeah, me beyond, yeah. um, and beyond just, like, having a party. I think yeah. it fills a creative need. Um that I love the sense of completion yeah, of something. Yeah. Um, and there's probably like a little bit of a self-pres thing in there. Like yeah. I'm an eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. eight, seven wing. So I love the experience. Right. But, you know, I think there's probably a part of me that there's probably honestly some baggage from my childhood somewhere <laughs> of like, it's like you throw big parties. That's like, I just want to, I don't ever want to not be invited or something. Yeah. So I'm going to invite everybody to my party. Oh, that's really sweet. Or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But that's really sweet, Nick. <laughs> like, wow, that is like deep. Like if I throw the party, I will be at it. Well, I've had everyone I've, I love will be at well, it. Well, I've definitely thought about it because it is a lot of energy and time and money. Yeah. That I sometimes don't have. Yeah. But it still always feels so gen- like so important and yeah. crucial for me to do it. And so I've really had to look inward and go, why are you doing why do you put so much effort into I yeah. mean now it's like you know, now it's not a party. Now it's a weekend. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, like we have people flying in from other cities. Yeah. Like it's, it's turned into a thing. Yeah, and that's what you're saying earlier is part of the fun of it in year five is the buy-in from everybody else. Because now we all are like, well, yeah, we go. I mean, it's you don't mm-hmm. miss it. Even yeah. if you're laying on the couch and you're like, I just want to sleep or I'm, it's raining or it, it, because it was raining. You're like, it doesn't matter. You don't miss Nicole's party because all of our friends are there and there's pajamas. And so is that part of the fun is after time, people just buy in and fly. Yeah, I think for me, it's really cool to have the, like the, the reason people fly in is because they're like my, fr- some of them are my friends from grade school. Yeah. And then my friends from college. Yeah. And now my, all I love these seeing friends, your friends from college. I see them once a year. <laughs> I know. And like every, like to just put everybody in our room and just be like, let's just like, be straight like just create the most joy yeah. that we possibly can yeah. and um i must be craving a lot of childlike behavior yeah. because if you've seen any footage from the party <laughs> it's very childlike yeah so what made it pajamas what made that the right choice um has it I, always been it's I, been every year i've been when there. i tell you i didn't think much about it like the very first time it was like i'm just gonna have like a dozen of my friends over yes. f- for you know at christmas time like pizza and pajamas yeah well 
in true eight fashion, 12 turns into 40 uh-huh. in a matter of a day. Yeah. And then every year there's been just like a little bit of an add-on. It was almost like the the anti-Christmas party because right. I don't know how y'all feel at Christmas parties, but I feel like I have to dress nicer than I would. Yeah. In no, like It's like two weeks ago when it was November, yeah. I didn't overthink what I was wearing. <laughs> right. I didn't feel like I need to bring a hostess gift. I didn't need to like, you know, That's whatever. Right. But this is so anti that. that yeah. it, I was kind of like, let's just like chill and be together for a minute and have a yeah. real moment. Um, which I don't know how real it is anymore because there's 80 people there. But, I think it is. As an attender, I think it is. Because yeah. I get to see, I mean, I sat on the fireplace and talked, had real conversations and then moved over here. I mean, you you just leave so much space for a conversation that, yeah, I had I had real conversations. Good. So I think that, I think I it just started really simple. And so I try to like streamline it and still yeah. keep it really simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, because it's pizza and wine. Pizza and wine. And some cookies. Yeah. And so where do you, because you could have a cater. So, so many of our friends who are like planning their first like girl party, there'll be, you know, mm-hmm. six people there. What do you choose to spend money on? P- I mean, you buy pizza, but you don't have a caterer. No, no, no. Um, it's literally Jet's Pizza. I think for me, I think you need like a hand. I'm, I'm a, like all about time in terms of time management. Yeah. Like I'm never going to be the one that's like, I'm, I try really hard to not get caught up in like, the details of like putting eyeballs on like fairies on cakes right. or something like, <laughs> well, there went eight hours, you know, and really who's, I try to find a few details that would make a big impact. Yeah. Okay. So like one of them this year was the sweatshirt. The shirts. I love it so much. And I, I think so visually. So I go, what is something that when you leave and we all like reassume our normal lives and you look back you're like, what is the one thing that's going to stick out from that party? You don't yeah. remember, you know, the scalloped edges on the this or the, right. you know, the all the details of the food because you, you're going to eat 100 more meals, right? you know, in the next few weeks. So it's just really like you need to pick one or two big details, which is like this for our party was the sweatshirt, which was visual mm-hmm. and the glitter, which was yeah. not only visual, but sensory because it was something that you sat there. Someone was touching you doing this. Yeah. They put glitter and we put glitter on our faces and. Um, now it's really cool because other people, like, like you said, are buying in, um, a lot of people have been very generous of going like, I want to contribute this to the party because I have like, what I keep hearing them say is this party has been a gift to me. So I want to be a gift to other people that are there. So like Allie with the dry house, which is where everyone in Nashville, we all go to get our hair blown out or whatever. And do you know that she did a live Instagram with me teaching people the difference between a grown up braid and a teenage braid? See, she's brilliant. See, (laughs) See, <laughs> this is what I spend my time on. <laughs> um, I don't think that um, we were getting grown-up braids at the party. No, no, no. They were both. There were some of both. There, there Allie some and I were, were were judging. But she she was like, "Hey, I would really love to. Like, I have an idea. Yeah, I want to. You know, I want to do a wrapping station where we basically wrap the girls like their gifts. So we'll put bows and bells and strings yeah. and tinsel and all this stuff in their hair. And I was like, oh, that just like made my heart explode. Totally. To think that she, um. She was invested on that level, uh, you know, but it really is. um, I had a friend that stayed with us this weekend that is also an eight on the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. which I'm assuming you talk about the Enneagram all the time on here. Yes, yes, yes. Because it is like second language. But she was, she asked me, she goes, are you, after you throw this party, are you, do you feel 
like full or do you feel empty, like yeah. exhausted? And yeah. and um and she said, Because I'm an eight and I throw these parties, but like by the, when everybody gets to my house, I go disappear for like twenty minutes. Oh, and just and have they're a moment. all and I need a moment by myself. And I'm like, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm like, I just wanted to stand in the middle of it and breathe it in. Yeah. And just be like, look what's happening yeah. around me. <laughs> yeah. There's glitter coming out our chimney and somebody <laughs> just spilled a beer by the piano and right. these girls are crying and they're singing Christmas carols and <laughs> I mean, the photo booth right, fell over. Yeah. I just, I just like, oh, this we're living life. Yeah. Okay. So let me just think through some of the pieces of your party that, because Saturday night I'm having like a very small handful of girls over because my house is small. But I'm thinking I can do food pretty easily and pretty cheap. I should get them something as like a little takeaway. Like if I'm going to spend any money on this, just do like a little fun because we're watching a Hallmark movie. Find something. It's called Jingle Around the Clock, so maybe I'll get them all like little watches mm-hmm. or get them little like alarm clocks or something cute like that. Mm-hmm. And then the photo booth was great. Your photo booth is so fun. So but maybe we, because I'm trying to think for those of us who are scaling this down and doing year one, what else was at year one? Did y'all do a gift exchange at year one? We did. Yeah. I think so. I love that you themed it this year, a, a life hack theme. <laughs> yeah. Last year it. we did like female, the year before we did yeah. like something like something beautiful or that yeah. makes you feel beautiful. Um, yeah, uh, I, th- I would say one, like a piece of advice I would give on like the party that you're going to do this weekend. Yeah. How many people just like, a, uh, like a, seven, a dozen or so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pro- I between think, seven and I think dozen, with yeah. a small group like that, it's always fun to like do something that gets people involved. Okay. Like they don't feel like they're just attending and watching. Yeah. So like if you were watching a movie, like what if you did, I just think right yeah, off the on. top of my head, like what if you like had like a little chalkboard and you wrote like take a sip of champagne every time someone says a yeah, Christmas, totally. like joy or, or like s- a Hallmark bingo or something like that. Yeah. yeah like it's game. something that isn't so involved that people don't get to just be. Yeah. But like yeah. something that just, you know, and you don't even follow through with it, but I feel like that stuff gets people engaged on a, on a mental level and yeah. a heart level. And it just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the glitter station became such a thing for people oh to like, gosh, I loved it. Rally around, yes, yes. you know, and it's so like, universal there's yeah. nothing controversial about it right you know right, what i mean like <laughs> yeah so and it is they put it on so fast they do such a beautiful job and i when i woke up sunday morning i was like i always know when i've been to nicole's party because there's glitter on my on my pillowcase yeah <laughs> i was like i love this party yeah i had eight people that st- every there was a large group of people that stayed the night with me yeah. and i was just we uh, the whole text chain was like no more room at the end yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but I washed all the sheets the next day and it was like glitter and glitter everywhere. Yeah, just glitter. And bells and mm-hmm. tinsel and all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, when you're sleeping on the floor and you, like the, the dust pan is actually jingling. <laughs> success. <laughs> you've done a great, you've done a really great party. One of the main reasons I wanted you to come tell our friends about your part, besides it being so fun, is I just love that it never feels stuff. It feels casual. Just like you said, it never feels like, oh, I'm, I need to be a thing. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm friends with Nicole, so I get, I'm going to be here. I don't know how to do fancy. Like, yeah. I really don't. I think that's why I, I need so much help picking out a dress for the Grammys or something, because yeah. I just didn't grow up in a, I grew up in a really, a little farm town in Kansas. We like, you know, we would get up, we would get dressed up for Easter. Yeah. And that was about it. Or yeah. somebody got married. And, yeah. You know, so I'm, I don't really know how to do it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to create an environment where I don't have to do it. Right. You just love gathering the people. Yeah. 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 And I think people, I feel this way. Like I, I feel like I, um, 
sometimes our clothes or how we present ourselves are a little bit of like an armor. Mm. And I think when you when you kind of level the playing field and like I don't care if you're a big star with mm-hmm. a record deal or you are, you know, a girl that barely can pay her bills straight out of college. Right. If you're all in the same sweatshirt, that's right. And you all have glitter and your hair and pigtails, yeah. like nobody can really be pretentious. Yeah. The common denominator is just that we're all women and we're trying yeah. to have fun. Yeah. What made you decide to make it an all-girl party? I think I just... um, Was that it from the beginning? Yeah. I mean, I think I was probably in a season of life, if it was five years ago, I was a new mom. Yeah. And needed, I definitely needed, um, like craved other women in my life more than I ever had before. Yeah. Um, My husband's amazing. But one thing that I learned was that um, I, there's, when I became a mom, that there were certain things that I needed to get from my girlfriends that yeah. I wasn't going to get from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I, it's sad that it took me becoming a mom to figure that out because you don't have to be a mom right, to right, need right. that. But right. I definitely felt like that turned a corner for me. So I was just in a place where I was like probably just trying to keep my heart above water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just trying to... You said, I can see, order pizza I can and order. I can open a bottle of wine and can my girls come over in their pajamas? Yeah, they yeah. really filled me up in that season and they still do. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But really when I remember back, it was like, I just need some real. Yeah. Like we're all really tired. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the other thing is for our friends who are, for anything Christmas or anything next year they're playing in, if it makes you feel more tired for people to be in pajamas, tell them to wear jeans. Like, you don't have pajamas, aren't the answer. No. Pizza's not the answer. And the trick is not in the details. The trick is in the heart behind the party. Yes. Is what is easy for you. Your friends will feel at ease if you have done ease for yourself creating it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like a playground, the yeah. whole thing to me. Yeah. Instead of every, all the parties are particularly your Christmas one. All of them. Cause I think yeah. there's a certain, I mean, Christmas one more than ever. Yeah. We've gone to another level. I was just surprised that people liked it so much. I didn't oh think gosh, I didn't yeah. think it was that big of a deal when I did it the first time, and then yeah. people were coming back going, "Yeah, we're gonna plan our family vacation around the fact that, <laughs> like, around me yeah. being here for the Christmas party because this I need this more than you know." Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, "Okay, yeah." Now, now I'm really like, now I'm really inspired because I yeah. know that this has like fills a need and yeah. like fills people up. It does for me too. I just love it. Kaylee Dickerson and I laughed because we were like, happy one year friend anniversary. Because <laughs> like, you met there. Because we met at the party last year and and really like each other. And just were like, yes, this is easy. We should keep doing this friendship. Yes, yes, yes. And so we were like, happy that. friend anniversary. <laughs> also, it's like, you know, there's always more going on. Yeah. There's always so much more. I mean, I, I had another girl take video I've learned that I don't as much as I yeah, love taking yeah, video yeah. I want to be present so I've, I saw sh- her yeah I had someone else taking video and I went back this weekend and like watched all the footage and I felt like I a, got to relive the story again but realized like she was at different ro- she was in different rooms at different times than me right so she saw stuff you didn't see saw stuff and then I could overhear conversations like on the yeah. audio in the background of what people were talking about and just just to like for you know for you and Kaylee to become friends there you know, is a big deal. I mean, one of, speaking of Kaylee, like she bought a flight for my friend Lindsay to come to the party because she has so many miles. Yeah. So that she was like, no, you have to be there. And like the fact that people are invested in nothing more than just getting, being together because there's really no, there's no progress made at the party. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why I call it a playground. That's so. That's a great way to put it. There's no progress made. Yeah, we're just being it's just people being together with each other. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. And it's fun to kind of check it, use it as like a little bit of like a marker for the year. Like, yeah. 
remember this time last year you were pregnant and you couldn't have wine and now yeah. this year look at you you're rocking yeah. you know yeah. like <laughs> that's, right. that's like those are fun things you know for that's people right. to use as bookmarks I think. yeah no I love it thank you for throwing a party thank you for inviting me but I like am so grateful I love being your friend year round but that that night every year I go like man I am proud to be friends with someone who loves their friends like this oh so I am mm. really grateful I um I didn't know anybody when I moved here, you know, yeah. and I think I, th I feel that way. I have that thought to myself when I go back and watch the video that I make from the night or yeah. even just when I'm standing there, I look around and I'm like, look what you've collected. Yeah. Like, you know, I just I can't believe that I have this many great people. And the thing you've also life. done that I don't know if you know how well you've done it is you have collected people and then you have been generous to share them. Oh. Right, because the other thing is you collect people and you go to coffee and coffee and coffee and coffee. But then what you do is you go, you guys get in a room and be friends with each other, and I'm not threatened at all. Oh yeah, you know, I, well, and you're not. And no. and it's but there are people who feel like we live in a world of scarcity where if if Annie and Nicole are friends, then that means I'm not friends with it. You know, like if they become friends, I'm kicked out, and that's not that's not reality. If that we live is, in abundance, okay, that different. is actually before I get kicked out of here. One thing that I think is really important <laughs> that I want to say, because a lot of people ask, they're like, do you like, a lot of people get scared about inviting different groups. Yeah. Like, Oh, they might not know each other or they might be friends with so-and-so's ex-wife and this and uh -huh, that and that. Uh -huh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Everybody's a lot more the same than we are different. Yes. And some of the most beautiful relationships that I've gotten to watch are people that I would have never even thought to put like that would be friends yeah. and now they're texting me the morning after the party even guys like when yeah. we have like not just girl parties but like yeah. halloween party like grown man will be like hey i really enjoyed talking to cameron the other night can yeah, you send yeah, me yeah. his number and i'm like that's so cool like right that would not have happened if i was mm -hmm. trying to overthink yeah and try to protect right you know, I, I, I'm not really scared for it to ever feel awkward yeah. for somebody because I just really have faith in the people that are around me that people yeah. are going to come together. Yeah. If nothing else, invite people over because you believe that them being friends is going to add to your life, not take away from your life. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Okay. So the last question we always ask, um, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, what sounds fun to you? What's for fun? Oh, uh, well, um, Kansas. Yeah. When do y'all go? Right now. We're actually leaving tomorrow morning. <laughs> We go back to my hometown, and Kansas really is like, not to overuse this word playground, but it is it is the place that I go where I don't really achieve anything. Yeah, yeah. And that's really healthy for me. Are you intentional not to write songs there? Yeah. Is Rodney right up there? Mm-mm. Okay. No. I mean, we have only, um, yeah, I, I just feel like I'm like clocked out, and I just yeah. really am me. And, you know, to bring up the younger me, I think I yeah. go there, and I just remember, I get to like... I get to look around at like the same streets and yeah. the same walls and environment that I was when I was young. And then I get to have my husband and my kids and go, wow, look where you've been. Look where you yeah. are. Get excited about where you're going because this is all coming together really nicely. Yeah. And How long do y'all stay there? We'll be there like, I think, uh, like about a week or 10 days. Oh, good. We go oh, to, that's nice. We break it up. We go to Kansas, then to Texas, then back to Kansas. And oh, okay. Yeah, because his people are Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll do them both. And so you just get to rest for like two weeks. Yeah. I mean, the country music out. shuts down. People don't realize like nobody works between Christmas and New Year's in no. this town. It's bizarre. They don't even really work the first week of January. It actually runs a lot like like a college mm -hmm, school mm -hmm. schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it kind of takes it a minute to ramp back up and then right. summer 
people kind of disappear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of my favorite things when I first moved here. I was the week between all the tours are off, so all the men are home. <laughs> you know, yeah. at the time, it was like all these single guys that were my buddies were all home the whole month of December. Mm-hmm. And then that week between Christmas and New Year's, everybody just plays all the time. Yeah. Because everybody's home and nobody's working. It's it's like a, a seven-day vacation. Yeah. In town. What Stay do you tension. do for Christmas? So for the first time ever, my parents are coming to Nashville. <gasps> I know. Oh, I'm really excited. We're going to go see Amy and Vince at oh. the Ryman, which is like just a staple show you have to go to as yep. a human in Nashville. And then we'll do Christmas Eve and Christmas Day here. And then we'll do like our big family thing in Georgia at the end of next week or at the end of um, Christmas week. That's so special. So, that yeah, I can't, I'm here. really excited. We're like going to the Grand Ole, I mean, Opryland Hotel. And so I think it's going to be really, really fun. I like was Googling some other things to do today and I was like, oh, that's closed. That's closed. I was like, well, we'll just make our own fun. We'll be all right. So, which I, you are an expert at. I'm going to sure try making your own fun. Well, you're kind. Thanks for being on here. Thanks for having me. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Not really. Okay. Next time we'll have you back and we'll talk more about winning Grammys or losing Grammys. But hey, either way, Grammy nominated. Yeah. Think about it. Either way, you just, it just sounds like a big old win. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You either way, you are doing something that a percent of the planet does, and mm. you're doing it better than the most of the people who are going to do it. And I'm just so I'm grateful that your songs exist because I love them, and I and you make me want to be more creative. But as a human, you're you're a great human too. Thank you. And so I'm grateful you're in my life. So same. Um, okay. No, anything else? No, that's good. Yeah. No, Merry exactly. Christmas. <laughs> and Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm just so thankful for Nicole and her thoughts and just her wisdom. I mean, what, you know, in my head, I kind of thought maybe she'll give us some like tips about this and that. And instead it's like, no, let's just like be good to the people around us. I feel like it was a way more spiritual and thoughtful and, and I'm just really grateful for her. And so I hope you will also do a little bit of planning for Saturday night, get some things together. Doesn't have to be fancy unless you want it to be, doesn't have to be a big deal unless you want it to be. It's whatever it takes to make your people feel welcome and comfortable and give them a little something to walk away with. If you want to follow Nicole and you totally should, her Insta stories are my very, I think this is fair to say, her Insta stories are my very, very favorite. She is Nick at Night Music. N-I-C-A-T-N-I-T-E music, Nick at Night music. And again, her name is Nicole Gallion. So you can absolutely follow her on Instagram and on Twitter. She's just a joy. And uh, just tell her thanks for being on the show and how you're cheering for her to win a Grammy in February. And like she said, win or lose, it's changed her life forever. But we are sure hoping that Tequila takes home a Grammy so that our friend Nicole can take home a Grammy too. If you need anything from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. It's Annie F. Downs, as in friendship and fun and fa-la-la-la-la. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website, all the things you would ever need. That is where you can find me. And just a reminder, we have a show coming on Christmas Eve. It's really special. It's kind of like a little bit of a variety show. It's a handful of different really important people to me kind of telling you a little bit about Christmas. And then we will have a show on Thursday, the 27th, a end of year 2018 recap with everybody's favorite, Eddie Koffeld. So, and then we will not have a show on New Year's Eve. So we will have two shows next week and then we'll take the first part of that next week off. So I just want to give you a heads up of our schedule. And don't forget on Saturday night, we're watching Hallmark movie together. So make sure whether it's just you by yourself, because you'd rather watch by yourself and hang out with us online, or whether you're going to invite some of your friends over Saturday night, December 22nd, jingle around the clock, 8 p.m. Eastern 
7 p.m. Central, West Coast people, we'll still be hanging around. So whenever it comes on for you, pop on, show us some pictures. We will have a hashtag. I haven't quite sorted it out yet, but we will have a hashtag and you will know. So just look for it on Instagram and Twitter. And just a reminder that January 1st, we're going to start reading 100 Days to Brave together. 100 Days to Brave 2019. We're going to read from January 1st to April 10th. You can follow along. There's a highlight on my Instagram. You can follow along there and catch up. All you need to do right now is get the book. All you got to do is get the book, 100 Days to Brave, at your favorite local bookstore, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Sam's, Target, wherever you want to. Walmart, you know, wherever you want it, it's there. So make sure you get that and join us as we go through the first 100 days of 2019 together and be a little bit braver on the other side. All right, go out and do something that sounds fun to you. Make sure you join us on Saturday night to watch the Hallmark Christmas movie, and we will see you on Christmas Eve. Y'all have a great weekend.